Hey everyone, I'm Johnny. I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook. And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste. This week's featured cookbook is... Cast Iron Cooking for Two by Joanna Pruis. Hey, Johnny. Hello, everybody. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> I was just remarking to Victoria how I'm feeling a little low energy today, so I, I got to bring it. I got to I gotta rally. I got to get it together. Put some no, pep in your step. No one wants to listen to Sleepy Johnny. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Um, episode 32, Cast Iron Cooking for Two. Um We'll get a few housekeeping things out of the way. Per usual, if you go to our webpage, wecookbooks.com, you'll see a store tab that will direct you to our Amazon.com affiliate page. We've got a couple things on there, kitchen essentials for home cooks, as well as our favorite cookbooks that we've featured over on the gram. And if you make a purchase from either of those links, uh, it doesn't cost you a penny more. We get a little something in return, and it helps support what we do. And thank you for everyone that's been doing that. Uh, before we dive in, let's uh, let's talk about what we've been up to this week. Uh, we're finishing up Parwana, mm-hmm. which I feel like has been taking. It, it, we talk about it every episode. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> still working on it. <laughs> we got one more dish from that uh, Afghani cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been some work. It has been um, deceptively so. I feel like yeah. like it's it's been more involved than I was expecting. But, if, you, uh, if you just look at the recipe, you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. We'll whip, and it, then, we'll whip it up. And then you start reading and you're like, oh, crap, yeah. <laughs> this is going to take some time. But yeah. nonetheless. That's uh, a topic for another yes. episode. <laughs> um, what do we got up next? Next, we are doing um, Mosquito Supper Club by Melissa M. Martin. I'm excited for that one. Yes. Uh, it's uh, New Orleans. Bayou cooking. Mm, yes. Not not specifically New Orleans. More yeah, like Bayou. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> but uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a wild, a wild ride. It's and then, be- uh, most importantly, what's for dinner tonight? Tonight we are having osh, which is it translates to thick soup with noodles. Yeah. Um. So we're making some noodles by hand, which will be fun. Um, From Parwana, it's mm-hmm. gonna close out that book. We ended up making seven dishes. From that book, so that's that's why it feels like it's yes. Over it was a full week. <laughs> All right, before we talk about cast iron cooking for two, let's talk about the show topic this week, which uh, we put out to everyone on social media: favorite Trader Joe's items. So, if you are like us, you're probably no stranger to Trader Joe's, and uh, we realize that we buy quite a few things from there that are kind of unique to that store mm-hmm. and everyone's got their favorites so we figured we'd uh we'd check in with everyone and see uh what they what they recommended let's get to it yeah uh, so these few submissions here come in via facebook uh mike b our friend mike b hi, hi mike. mikey miss you buddy uh says hands down the olive oil uh runners up would be their guacamole pita puffs Chicken sausage and pesto. All good suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we get their olive oil from time to time. 
I have no complaints about it. No. Yeah. Nice and cheap. Uh, Kathleen C. said, don't get me started. So much to love. Uh, healthy eight veggies, um, which I am not familiar with. I'm not either. Um, it says, uh, she says it's great as a salad with feta almond slices and Greek style feta dressing, feta dressing, which is another item she really loves. Ooh, I wonder if she's done the baked feta that's blowing up the internet. <laughs> I'll have, have to ask her. Um, Let's see. What else did she say? Peanut butter, chewy, and drizzled granola bars. Okay. Uh, frozen single serve Indian meals. They really do a good job on on some of their frozen meals. Mm-hmm. I have to say, absolutely. Um, kettle brewed green and white tea with a hint of mint. Um, unexpected cheddar, crumbled feta. Hey, there mm-hmm. we go with the feta and any dark chocolate. Yeah, they're they're they have some good baking supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love like their uh, their prepackaged um, like they'll have banana bread and now mm-hmm. they have mochi cake and they they usually have like some great season I love Trader Joe's seasonal stuff yes I go in and I'm just like I want this that this and that well and that's the thing some of these that have been recommended and probably even some of our own like you know they kind of sometimes they have it sometimes they don't mm-hmm. sometimes they've discontinued some things um so you gotta you gotta stack up <laughs> if you find something you like um let's see uh from instagram susan niece says uh nuts and olives definitely good ones agree they- their nuts are ridiculously cheap compared like, to other places yes. yeah especially for like things like pine nuts and like cashews yeah things that uh are generally quite expensive elsewhere it's a great place to. I, I know we usually, if we have pine nuts for a recipe, that's usually where I try and get them. Um, um, go for it. Wonder and Sundry says, Oh my God, I miss Trader Joe's. <laughs> I haven't been there since the before times because she can't go yep. uh, due to public transportation. Yep. I don't blame you. Yes. Stay safe. <laughs> Uh, at Sugar Tree Baking, said Harissa, and I was just going through our pantry <laughs> and we have a jar of Trader Joe's Harissa in there too. So, uh, agreed. Um, chopstick meets fork. Uh, chop. I always say that wrong. Chopsticks meet fork says truffle chips, which I have never. Yeah, I've I never s- tried. I saw I that comment come in, and I don't think I've ever seen them. Oh, I don't. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to keep an eye out. They have. Uh, they have some ghost chili chips, which are not good. Were those the, the really hot ones that we? No, had? they weren't spicy. I see. I didn't feel like they were spicy, but they had a really weird flavor to them. Okay. Sometimes yeah. when they say things are spicy, they actually are, and, and like quite uncomfortably so. Like we <laughs> we had those like spicy plantain chips, the jerk plantain. They were a chips. bit much. They kind of blew out my palate. And then there's the uh, hot baked cheddar. Yeah, uh, they're 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 basically baked Cheetos, but they're they're, they're like, like flaming tra- hot. I was gonna say it's like the Trader Joe's <laughs> version of the flaming hot Cheetos, and they're quite spicy. They're yeah, I I a bit much. I don't enjoy them no. at all. I don't um, want something that's spicy just for the sake of spice, and then it just like blasts your palate. <laughs> no thanks. Um, at Maxwell Gregory, uh, twenty eighteen said everything spice, like everything spice related, and fruit and nuts. See, I didn't know if if they were saying that or the they have that everything oh, every, bagel you know, spice. You know, like yes, the, maybe, that I'm totally because we have some of yes. that in the pantry as well. <laughs> And and we put it on like you know toasts and stuff like that. So look that, at me just making my own shit up. Here. But it's, I I was confused too. I didn't know if they just meant like all the spices that they have. But yeah. uh, I think that might be what they meant. Yeah. 
Um, we'll just assume so. Yeah. It's our show. <laughs> and uh, let's see. At GNG817 said the seasonal honey pale ale mustard, which I've never tried. I know. It sounds delicious. Right. We, we kind of have a surplus of mustard in the pantry. Like we, we did a campaign earlier this year and we got sent a lot of mustard that we're still working our way through. So, and then uh, there was one more for uh, cauliflower gnocchi. Um, Never had it. And they said they add this to a homemade bolognese sauce. So, hmm. there you go. Um, what do you got for some of your favorites? Uh, Dijon mustard. Yep. It's, Cheap and it's delicious and it's legit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, we generally keep some of that in the pantry. Mm-hmm. Anytime you want to kick up a dish a bit, throw a little teaspoon of that in or something. Um. I also love the white cheddar corn puffs. Yep. I could seriously give me a bag and I could snack on it all day. Okay. Number one, the whole bag has like there's seven servings, 140 calories per serving. So like. You could eat an entire bag. See, this is what I want to do. And it would still be less than some of those Starbucks drinks that they have. <laughs> right? Like, I could eat an entire bag, just snack all the day through, and I would be perfectly happy just as that as my food I mean, for the day. not the most nutritious, but... No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be happy. I think, I think I'm going to do that experiment. Okay. Let's, let's, just, let's do it. We'll get an extra bag next time we're there. <laughs> um, the ginger turmeric tea. I love. Yep. I drink it multiple times a day. Um, they have uh, they have these cookies that are called ultimate vanilla wafers. Um, they're kind of like vanilla wafers, I would imagine, like their version of it. Yes, but they're very thin. Okay, and, and they are so vanilla. Like, have we can, had those? I used to get them when we had our space at the warehouse. Okay, and I would just keep those and snack on them every now and again. I'm sure I've. Enjoyed one or two from Probably. time to time. Although they're really good. I think you'd remember. Yeah, they, they would be more <laughs> remarkable than that, huh? Okay. Um, what else? Uh, the frozen cauliflower rice, I really like. Yeah. They have plain. They have like an Asian version. We're and, using some tonight. Yeah. And then they also have like a Mexican version. And it's, I mean, it makes for a really like easy lunch. Just throw some in a pan, saute it up. Add an egg or whatever. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you? A uh, few things. Well, so uh, the the premise of this question was kind of because we usually make a weekly Trader Joe's thing. The thing I don't like about Trader Joe's is you can't do like all of your grocery shopping no. there because there's always going to be something that they just don't carry. Or it, it used to. I felt like it used to be like you couldn't just go buy like an onion you had to get like a bag of onions or something like or that or a whole container of jalapenos yeah so i mean i think one. that's kind of changed now mm-hmm. where you can get just like single bulk items um but yeah so we go every week we buy wine there you know mm-hmm. we usually just browse the wine selection and you can usually find some affordable bottles just for like everyday drinking yeah. and since we really just limit our drinking to the weekends it's like a nice way to just pick up some simple Inexpensive. wines that don't suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so we do that. Uh, the coffee lover espresso beans, we usually have those in our <laughs> cupboard. And it's just like a nice little, you grab a couple of those for a little 
little nosh in the afternoon. I really like those. And um, though they do have, they have tubs of them too. Oh, I don't need a tub. The, but they're not as good. Okay. Those ones are not as good as the ones in the, the ones that we get are in like the little bags. And they're usually up by the register. Yep. Although sometimes they will be in the freezer aisle where they have all the other candy and cookies. They should keep those locked in a vault because they're <laughs> delicious. No, because then we wouldn't be able to have them. <laughs> um, cooking spray. So they've got a variety. They've got coconut oil, canola oil, olive oil. We've got all of them in the pantry. but There um, is a horde of cooking spray. Well, and the reason I got it is because uh, we have a air fryer that we use quite frequently, and it's perfect for you know spring inside the the fry basket thing that you need, or for just you know you can uh, spray them on a sheet tray before you apply your parchment, and it'll kind of hold it in place. A little kitchen hack there for you. But I just don't understand why we have like four. We have four, five of them. Because I I was nervous about running out. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, some people hoard toilet paper and water, <laughs> bottled water. I hoard cooking sprays. He, he does get a little <laughs> bit hoardy sometimes. He'll be like, but I mean, not, but I think it's more like with food and ingredients. Yes. He'll be like, we can't run out. So yep. we'll have two or three of things. I'm like, no, we don't need that. And see, also in the back of my mind, I'm worried that they're just going to stop Discontinue. carrying it. And then like, I you know, won't be able to get it. <laughs> Although I, those cooking sprays are pretty common. I see yeah. them at most grocery stores. So, so calm down. Uh, I, I, noted. Um, I've been getting tuna fish there, the the stuff that's packed in olive oil. And that's usually what I use for, you know, making up a little tuna salad for lunch, put it on a toast or something. Sure, you can keep that. Yep. <laughs> You're outnumbered because Olive likes it too. She'll share it with me. We don't, we don't need... We don't need your you, you praise. Guys, you guys can go off on your own and eat your dumb tuna fish. Yep. Uh, and then they have these squeeze bottles. This might be something that's been discontinued, but there, there's like ginger, uh, dill. There's a umami, which is actually just like tomato paste, Parmesan and anchovy, Mm. anchovy, anchovy paste as, uh, Chris Morocco (laughs) likes to say. Um, I haven't seen those recently. I don't think they carry them anymore. They're great for when you're just kind of cooking on the fly and you just need, you know, you don't have fresh ginger on hand and you can just put a little squeeze of, a, you know, teaspoon or something in the in a dish. Um, so we've we've had those on hand and and I've liked those. And then uh, should we talk snacks for a second? Okay. All right. So we don't really like snack necessarily or eat a lot of junk food. Our, our one vice though is some of these Trader Joe's snacks because they're like low in calories and. It's just like something if you're if you're feeling a bit peckish, <laughs> you can. Uh, so we've got the white cheddar corn puffs, which you mentioned. Love gluten free pretzels. You you said you're kind of over those I, though. You know, I get burnt out on them. I think because I used to eat them, then we didn't have them. Yeah, and I was like, hey, let's get these, and they were really great yes. for a while. And here's the thing. I think they tend, like, we don't eat them fast enough, so they start to go a little bit stale, and they get a weird flavor to me. And okay. that really, that kind of turns me off. And then I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe I don't like them. Okay. But. Fair enough. I can see that. Uh, and then the plantain chips. Just the regular ones. Just don't get crazy ones. with those, like, Caribbean spiced ones, because they're too spicy. They are really spicy. Yeah. And they'll just kill your palate, and then you, that's all you taste the rest of the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So... No, no bueno on those. Um, 
I think that's it. Oh, wait, I have one more. Yeah, hit um, me. <laughs> I, could, I could talk all day about that. I'm sure there's like a million things that I'm forgetting. You're so cute. You're like, <laughs> you're so cute. Um, and this is a new find. It's, um, it's a black tea. It's a sparkling black tea. With peach. Oh, yeah. Comes in a little can. A little can is like 15 calories. It's great on its own, or it's a great mixer. Yep. If you're going to make a cocktail. Throw a little vodka in there, bourbon or something. It's really good with bourbon. No judgment on our part. It's good with bourbon. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, frozen shrimp, too. I've been leaning into that lately. Yes. Like, uh, Victoria's allergic to shrimp, so she can't enjoy it. But uh, we'll do like a surf and turf night, and she'll get a big giant steak as big as my head yes. and enjoy that. And then I'll make some kind of shrimp dish. Uh, what was the – I just made it. You made it from the Antony book. That's what it was. So I've been trying like different shrimp recipes uh, whenever we whenever we do that. And I just made one from the Antony uh, Perowski. Is that how you print it? Petrowski? But there's Whatever. no T in his woman name. Porowski. Porowski. That's what it is. Uh but his his cookbook. And uh and that was uh that was a good one. So there I'm you glad go. you I'm glad you enjoyed Trader Joe's. All right. All right. Let's talk about cast iron cooking for two. Um this was a good one. Um we did this in late December. Prior to that, I know we had a few books that were a little bit more involved that uh required more you know time and and prep and i think and at some that. point we were cooking out of two books at the same time i think too. you're right and so we got a little burned out we were looking for something like nice and simple yet good and this totally fit the bill so i think you, we probably had modest expectations going into it and it did not disappoint well it's funny though because i remember i looked through the book first and you looked through it and you were like, eh, I don't know if there is anything that I want to make from here. And then we left it and then came back to it yep. and it was like, okay. Yeah. So we went with it. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes that's all it takes is just the, you got to be in the right mindset mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and we get a lot of cookbooks sent to us from the publishers and we're always grateful for that. There's some stuff that shows up where it's just not really our jam, especially if it's like very targeted for like a very specific piece of equipment or like a specific diet or something. So, you know, we get these like keto friendly things. We've done that before. I don't really have an interest in like doing that exclusively. So I don't know how you feel about that. And then and then if we get like you know, we've done like an instant pot cookbook. We you know, we just did this cast iron one, but sometimes when it's like so specific to a piece of equipment or like, you know, slow cooker cookbook and it's like, yeah, do we really want to eat that for an entire week? Yeah, I you know? agree. So, but so this one kind of surprised me in that regard where, you know, we started paging through it and we're like, "Hey, why not?" like well, I mean, pretty much every night for us is cast iron cooking. For right, exactly. <laughs> so we can really embrace that, which was fun. Um, you want to talk about some of the dishes that we made? Absolutely. All right. Um, well, first we started off with a sautéed onion mushroom and spicy sweet jalapeno flatbread. Mm-hmm. And then we did a grilled portobello mushroom cap with burrata and hair heirloom heirloom tomatoes you can call it heirloom if you want man i'm a dunce you had me a burrata <laughs> right um zesty cauliflower pine nuts 
and currants with a tahini yogurt sauce. We made a lot of stuff. That's like a Trader Joe's pantry right there with the pine nuts and the tahini. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Um, Sweet potato pancakes with Asian Brussels sprout slaw. And we did cornmeal crusted salmon fillets with a mango red pepper black bean salsa. Um, Homie oven roasted chicken thighs and legs with a pan gravy. You had me at homie. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, (laughs) Tuscan short rib ragu over pasta. So let's let's dive a little bit more into some of these. Yeah. So that jalapeno flatbread, it's basically like a cast iron pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, We've done stuff like that before. This one, I think, had better results because I remember we made one before and I don't know if we – I don't know if that one – if it was like a Bon Appetit thing or something. And Do you remember if we had to like par-bake the crust? I feel like we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, we followed the recipe. It didn't. just called for like forming the, the dough into the cast iron mm-hmm. and then like throwing the ingredients in and everything just cooks at the same time. And I remember that one not – like – the ingredients were done, but the dough wasn't. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of disappointing. So this one was much better. Mm-hmm. And I love that it was, you had like the spicy sweet, the the topping was really great. The yeah. mushroom and the jalapeno, it was earthy and spicy and sweet. And it's an apt description because it was spicy and sweet. Um, so yeah, I, no no issues with that. And then uh, let's see, the grilled portobello mushroom caps with burrata and heirloom tomatoes. Man, do I love burrata. This one basically had no cooking, pretty much. Yeah. All you did was uh, uh, brush the uh, portobellos with some olive oil, Mm -hmm. cook it on one side, flip it over, cook it on the other until it gets kind of soft and shrivelly. Yeah. Now, we did substitute some smaller cherry tomatoes just because, like, again, this was in December when we were working through this. There wasn't really heirloom tomatoes to be had. And and know. regular large tomatoes look like yeah. pallid. Unless you want to go to Whole Foods and spend, like, $10 on a single heirloom <laughs> tomato, which we were not interested in doing. So. so, yeah, pro tip, there you go. If you think the tomatoes in the grocery store look disgusting, get uh, – Get some cherry tomatoes because they're always going to be like small and sweet and flavorful. Let's talk about the sweet potato pancakes. Okay. Because that was that was a good one. And I think especially for someone who may not be into Brussels sprouts, this might be a good introduction that might actually change their mind on on how they feel about it. So this well, yeah, I mean um Brussels sprouts are basically like little cabbage, so why not make slaw out of them and i i really feel like if you gave someone this this uh slaw and didn't tell them it was brussels sprouts they'd be like yeah this is good yeah um i I always think that there is this perception that you know i well people don't like brussels sprouts because they've had them poorly cooked yes boiled within an inch of their lives stinking up the entire house now the one (laughs) issue i will say though is like you know despite the book's title cast iron cooking for two this uh brussels sprout slaw yielded an insane amount (laughs) it was like it could feed like eight people (laughs) it was a lot we ended up using it for a filling for some bao buns that we made because with the leftovers so i mean we 
no complaints about having leftovers, but just be forewarned that you could probably cut the slaw recipe in half yes. and be great. Or you could just do the whole thing and have yummy leftover slaw. Indeed. Uh, let's talk cornmeal crusted salmon because let's. this was kind of a game changer for you. It absolutely was. I was pleasantly surprised. So d- we've talked previously that Victoria is not a huge fan of salmon. Um, we eat other fish, but usually salmon we just pass on. But uh, – we had uh, some seafood on hand because we were doing a campaign for our friends at No Seafood. And so we had these beautiful uh, frozen salmon fillets. And we decided why not use this book as a opportunity to revisit. And, man, I'm glad we did. It was delicious. Um, so basically what it is is you crisp up the skin on one side and the flesh side is um, – crusted with cornmeal so you have this nice crispy cornmeal crust and you have a crispy skin expertly executed by victoria oh thank you yeah um i should be able to cook it since it was something that i cooked every night when i was working at one of the restaurants like riding a bike it is like riding a bike all came back to you um and i really like the uh the sweet mango salsa it kind of cut through the richness it was like bright a nice bright acidic just to kind of cut through the richness of like salmon is just inherently kind of rich to yeah. me um yeah but i was so ha- i was just utterly pleased i was as well it was a it was a great dish and then uh yeah chicken thighs i don't really have anything to say about that it was a good dish it looked kind of sad though because it's just, <laughs> there's just um some chopped veggies. Yeah. It, it, it was no great shakes, but, you know, it was chicken thighs. Yeah. Uh, and then this this Tuscan short rib ragu was probably one of the standouts for me. It was, it was a good dish and really flavorful for something that didn't, you know, I don't recall this having like a real long cooking time or anything. So there wasn't like you know a ton of time to sit there and let it develop flavor no but um yeah we had leftovers with that as well that we ended up doing something with like some pasta or something and we actually just uh we just used the last of the leftover uh ragu yeah i don't remember what we made with it though oh well <laughs> i can't remember it was good <laughs> oh you know what wasn't good though me almost chopping the tip of my finger off from the little mandolin when I was slicing onions. I'm so glad you found your finger. <laughs> I, I, found, I found the tip. <laughs> That's so gross. Oh, and it made such a mess. I saw my life flash before me, Victoria. I mean, it's happened to the best I of us. I thought I was a goner. Oh, I'm sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> you made a full recovery, though. I'm so proud I of did. you. I, I, I don't have like a missing tip of finger or anything. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, great, great uh, dishes. I, I enjoyed everything. Um, aside from maybe a few portion issues, I don't think we had any weirdness with the recipes as far as like them not working out or anything. Um, no. So, yeah. Uh, before we move into our rankings for the book, Let's discuss the most critical reviews from Amazon. And uh, there was a few one-star reviews for this book. 
Um, I chose a couple of what I thought were the <laughs> best ones. And without further ado, do you want to do the first one? I will do the first All one. All right. So okay. this one, anonymous. They didn't even post their name. Worst cookbook ever. <laughs> this book looked promising. However, it did not deliver. Not a recipe included that I would either enjoy making nor consider eating. Hmm. Uh, why do cookbook authors always think that they have to uh, present fare with unusual or exotic ingredients? Ooh. Just give me a few recipes that I can make for a weeknight meal that are simple, delicious, and satisfying. Sir, I think we were reading two different books yes. because... I mean, unless you consider onions, mushrooms, sweet potatoes, cauliflower, like weird and unusual and exotic ingredients. There is... <laughs> I, I'm 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 just flummoxed. Yeah, I don't it understand. It seriously does I don't sound like understand. they were reviewing a totally different book, right? Because they're th- this was literally one of the easiest books that we've ever featured in our feed. Yes, and it was completely lacking any kind of like exotic ingredients no. or anything. There was nothing weird or unusual that you couldn't get at your local bodega, probably. Yes. Uh so there you go. I love that you're like saying bodega. Bodega is such like a it's like a New York term. We 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 don't live in New York. I know, but <laughs> gas station. You could probably get a lot of this stuff at the gas station. Like it could not be easier to grocery shop for this book. Right. Um although I wouldn't recommend buying chicken at the gas station. And then uh there was another review which I will read, which I will share with you. Uh Ed's Phil05 is the handle and he says uh, not one healthy recipe. There isn't a healthy recipe in this book. The triple D guy wouldn't even eat anything in this book, which I, I don't understand what their point is. Okay, number one, there was nothing like completely unhealthy in this book. No. I mean, it's mostly veggies and, and meats and seafood, you know, like typical diet of most people, I would assume. And then the triple D, which I guess is a reference to Guy Fieri, like he's doesn't strike me as Mr. Healthy or anything, so I don't understand why. I, I mean, he's, he's got a show called Diners, Drives, and Drive-ins and Dives. Yeah, that's not health food. Yeah, I mean, I d- I don't understand. But yeah, so I, I guess I don't. This understand. one confuses me too. Triple D guy wouldn't eat anything in this book. Sure. Okay. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so th- there, there you have it. And then uh, let's jump into our rankings. All right, uh, beginning with food photography and styling. What'd you give it? I gave it a three. Okay. the The photography overall, I felt, was pretty average. Um, it's kind of a combination of macro shots, forty five degree angles, and then there was like several that just featured like kind of like the raw or bulk ingredients, just kind of laid out like b- I guess before you would actually start prep, but just kind of like a overview of like what's in the dish, but mm-hmm. not the completed dish. And the lighting for the photos, I thought, read a bit dark mm-hmm. for my taste. And then I just thought like the overall like. What what you would consider food styling just kind of lacked any kind of like finesse or sophistication. It was pretty basic. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. Maybe maybe you feel differently. No, I, I I just I felt it was like okay. I gave it a two. Okay. Um, which is I think it's like the lowest score that I've ever given for yeah. the photography. And it's, it's not to say it was bad. Bad necessarily. 
We, I mean, we've received some, like, they're usually, like, self-published cookbooks that someone will be generous enough to send us. And you can tell that the photographs that are in the book are, are just kind of amateur, you know, probably shot with a phone uh-huh. and no professional lighting or, or any kind of styling. And, and this was kind of a step above that. But nothing special. Yes, I agree. And I I also said, you know, I thought the styling was kind of clunky. Like there's a lot a lot of the food in this in this book is brown. Like it's not yeah. super attractive. But then you have and obviously a lot of them are taken in cast irons. So you have this brown food in this cast iron. And then it's sitting on like this brown wicker placemat. And then the lighting is dark. And then the lighting is dark. Yeah. And like you were talking with the um the ingredient I called it like an ingredient dump. It yeah. seemed really clunky to me like you'd have like bo- whole bottles of spices. Yes. Which just I don't know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I gave it a 2. Okay. Um Design and layout. Um, I gave it a four. Okay. Um, I thought the the layout was very clean. Most of the recipes have an accompanying photograph. Um, there's minimal ingredient and prep list, so the recipes are really easy to understand and follow. I thought this was like a a, a strong point of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some appendices at the end that are informative, such as cleaning cast iron. Um, cooking for two, shopping for two. So it had suggestions such as, um, and I think this would also apply if you're limited on living space. So mm-hmm. you live in a small apartment or something, um, or a trailer down by the river, one of the two. Um, shopping for two, it said uh, stuff like buying ingredients from the salad bar. Mm-hmm. So if you just need some chopped up uh kale or something rather than buy this bag that you might not use and it would go bad and you'd throw it away just get what you need from the salad bar or get some olives from the yep. olive oil rather than have like a jar of olives sitting around which is a great idea and also another thing that i didn't think of mini liquor bottles oh yeah like if something calls for Kahlua or whatever you know i didn't catch that but that's yeah. actually really clever because we do a fair amount of like cocktail you know, drinks and recipes, and that's always something we struggle with. We wouldn't end up with a whole bottle of elderflower. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't think that comes per in the mini. previous episode. I don't think that comes in mini bottles. Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, what did you give it? I gave it a three. Okay. Um, I pretty much agree with you. And the font is large, which yes. I love yep. because I can't see. You and me both, sister. <laughs> These old eyes. <laughs> Um, degree of difficulty. I gave it a 1.5. Okay. It's the easiest. I'm, I'm hesitant to ever give any book a one. I don't know why it's just something, but this is like the easiest book that we have cooked out of. I wasn't afraid to give it a one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> no, it, it, it's like I said earlier, this is probably one of the easiest books that we've featured on our on our feed and it just came at such a welcome time because we had done some more involved books this might have been around the same time that we had finished up um was it like some of the asian ones i'd have to go back and look at our our schedule and and see but i know there was a few books that we had done where that required like a lot of prep a lot mm-hmm. of time mm-hmm. and 
you know, we're, it was the holidays. We had just finished, you know, Christmas. And, and I just remember just being like, ah, oh, I just want to like kind of coast into, you know, I'm so done with 2020, like everyone else is. And yeah. I just want to coast into the new year. And this was like the perfect book for that. So yeah. I would feel perfectly comfortable giving this to someone who does not cook. Along yeah. with like a cast iron pan or something yes. like this would be a great gift, mm-hmm. you know, for someone that's just getting into cooking. Maybe they're younger and they're just setting up like a, a you know, their own kitchen for the first time. And uh, this would be this would be perfect. I agree. All right. Uh, most importantly, taste. I gave it a five. Okay. I really liked everything that we that we made. I agree. Uh, five as well. And there was no adjust like. Sometimes we'll adjust things, tweak it here and there. I didn't feel like we ha- we did that at all. No. Um, I, I enjoyed everything we made. Mm-hmm. There was a surprising amount of flavor in the recipes mm-hmm. for things that didn't require a lot of, you know, simmering time on the stove or in the oven. And um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. Uh, you can find us on the web at wecookbooks.com as well as Instagram at we underscore cook underscore books and Facebook at we cook books. Uh, production assistance was provided by Danny Schaefer. Thank you, Danny. All right. You know what time it is? Hit me. All right. Olive's barking at something outside. Per usual. Of course. Um, but it's not time for that. Okay, so this this joke, I got to set it up a bit. Also, it's a bit blue. I'm, I'm working some blue material Ooh, this week. Yep. We're so getting if, dirty up if in you here. Have, if you have children in the, in the vicinity, you might want to like send them to the store for cigarettes or something. <laughs> because this, 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 is, this one might not be for young ears. Okay, so with that out of the way, it's Penguin. He's on a road trip. His car breaks down in the middle of the desert. So he gets to the nearest service station and arranges for, you know, them to tow his car. Um, And then while he's waiting for them to diagnose it, he goes next door to this ice cream shop. Because, you know, middle of the desert, there just happens to be an ice cream shop next to the service station. Uh, Go figure. And then uh, he's eating some vanilla ice cream and it's really hot out. So the ice cream's melting and getting all over him and... uh, the penguin walks back to the service station and he's like, yeah, just uh, checking in. What you see if you figured out the problem? And the mechanic says, well, it looks like you blew a seal. And he's like, oh no, that's just <laughs> vanilla ice cream. <laughs> this okay. joke has everything. <laughs> Animals, food. Sure. There you go. <laughs> all right. That's everyone. all I got. <laughs> Have a good week. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Wear a mask.